Hi, and welcome to The Badass Moms, where we moms learn to achieve fitness and health goals despite being sleep deprived and overworked. Here's your host, Nicole, the super busy mommy coach. Hello, and welcome to Badass Moms, brought to you by the Holistic Therapies Directory. I've got a question. And you can't get more real than that. What's your question, buddy? What are you recording for? For a podcast. What should you be doing? Uh, (laughs) Okay. Hello again, and welcome to Badass Moms, brought to you by the Holistic Therapies Directory. I'm Nicole Cruz, super busy mommy coach. Um, before I introduce you to our guest, I want to let you know that I have a challenge coming up. It's a 30-day program. It was created specifically for single moms and all of the challenges they face, though it is open to any mom in a tough situation. We go through how to stay fit and not just fluffy fitness better than nothing. I mean, how to actually progress and reach high levels of fitness, how to eat right for your body, given the constraints that you have. Also, how to deal with the mental side of it, how to prevent burnout, how to manage stress, because let's face it, we all know to take deep breaths right now, so we have to do better than that. How to maximize every second of sleep you can actually get, because we know sleeping more isn't always an option. So really created for the challenges that single moms and moms in difficult situations face, specifically to help everyone get through the current crisis. It comes from all the strategies I've been teaching my clients for years because I specialize in working with moms in the toughest situations who are going through crises to reach those levels of fitness and health. So anyway, if you're interested in checking that out, go to superbusymommycoach.com and click on the programs tab. And you can also follow me as superbusymommycoach on Facebook and Instagram. Shoot me a message and I'll give you all the details and can get you signed up. I also have two spots available in my one-on-one coaching. So those message me on Facebook or Instagram to apply and see if it's the right fit. Anyways, let's jump in. (laughs) I am so happy today to welcome Stephanie Shaw, who helps divorced executive women find their superpowers. Stephanie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Nicole. I'm excited. Excited about tonight's recording. I'm excited too. Um, So first off, help divorced executive women find their superpowers. Elaborate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I will. So uh, I actually started working with divorced women. I fell into that niche um, just because the the clients that start coming to me, I'm like, oh, wait, this, this has become a thing. And And then the more I look and the more that I reach out to folks, I'm finding a lot of people in the situation where, like you, they have so much going on that they need some easy, manageable ways to make sure that they stay healthy. So that's how I fell into that niche. And what I do with them is a couple of things. We actually work or I work to peel back the layers of what's going on in their body down to the DNA. So we look at, we take a hair analysis, we do a hormone assessment. And then based on that information, I built a custom plan for them. So I teach them about cycle charting. I teach them different ways to to pull back some of the the toxins and and inflammatory foods that may be in their body. Uh, and, And then we do meal planning, meal prep, and then I act as an accountability partner, of course. That I think becomes huge when you have someone you can lean on, depend on that, you know, that they're there to make sure that you're getting the best out of life. So that's another way that I interact with folks. It's so rewarding. So rewarding. Oh, that's fantastic. I love it. And I love that you mentioned, you know, 
dealing with all the obstacles because I know that you go beyond the cliche advice that's out there mm-hmm. to really give your clients high leverage steps to take because let's face it, all of us know vegetables are good, you know, (laughs) you know, fried chicken with, you know, cake and ice cream is bad. Like, you know, talking in broad strokes here, but generally, right? (laughs) Um, I think a lot of times you see those programs where people can throw down like hundreds of dollars and it's pretty much another iteration of vegetables are good, fried foods are bad. And you're like, Okay. (laughs) Okay. Great. I'm glad I just gave you a few hundred dollars for what I could have found in a Google search. (laughs) I find so many people are jaded, you know, like they come, you know, I'm sure you have those same conversations. People come to you and they're just jaded and they're like, how do I know this is actually going to work? Or what can you actually give me that's different, you know? And so you want to dive into that a little bit? Like, what are some of like, maybe you have some examples, what are some of those high leverage action steps that can really get someone to those incredibly high levels of health and vibrancy when you have all of the strains of being a divorced executive? Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll back up a little bit and I'll tell my story. So how I came up with the protocol, um, where I came from and and give a little bit of information and that'll help kind of bridge into what you ask and, and let people understand why I'm, I'm doing it the way that I'm doing it. So I spent um, March 23rd, 2017, walking down the street. I didn't know if I was having a stroke or heart attack, numbness of jaw, rapid heartbeat. And that began a process of two years where I was ill, completely ill. I went to 18 different doctors, um, Western and Eastern medicine. I had EKGs, MRIs. I was tested for uh, lupus, for Addison's disease, every, even new diseases that they made up called POTS. I was tested for all of that too. <laughs> so what was going on in my body was a strong hormone imbalance and not one doctor talked to me about that at all. So once I discovered what was going on, I went back, got two certifications, and then that's when this protocol came about. So when I work with clients, I know for a fact, so if you were my coach and you said, Stephanie, you know, eat your greens and don't eat fried chicken kind of thing, I'd be like, I already know that and I'm a vegetarian, so I'm not going to do it anyway. But but if you also said to me, Stephanie, make sure that you're eating, you know, tons of tropical fruit and avocados and cabbage and kimchi, then for me, that wouldn't work for me, even though they're good things, my particular body does not handle those things well. So that's how this is different. Um, By doing the DNA analysis, the hair analysis that we do, and then the um, written hormone assessment, that gets me a couple of steps closer to coming up with custom plans specifically for your body. If you're in overdrive, if you're um, stressed, if you have any intolerances. So that comes up with the initial plan. And then we spend four weeks together doing a deeper dive where we cut out the gluten, the dairy, all the fun stuff, the dairy, the sugar, (laughs) all the processed foods, and then slowly start to implement those back in. And what you've noticed is, so I had a a client, actually, I was talking to her yesterday. She's like, ah, I did your process. (laughs) (laughs) Now I know why every time I eat salsa, I get really sick. She said, I didn't make that relationship, but I started, I ate the salsa, got sick. Then I had another tomato product and I got sick and I never was able to put that, make that connection 
of what was going on in my body or why I would periodically not feel well. So I help people do that. I, I, I'd say that um, their superpower becomes um, their own, being their own detective, knowing exactly what's going on in their body. And you can't figure that out until you start to strip things away and then slowly add things back in. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. old elimination diet. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Pain in the butt, but... <laughs> Once you actually muster the willpower and determination to do it, it's life changing for most people who try it. Like I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who didn't come away from even like a partial elimination diet with some sort of epiphany. Yeah, it's difficult to do. So either you're like, I was so sick, like almost bedridden sick that I'm like, I will do anything. I won't, I won't eat again. If this one's going to, you know, have these migraines and everything go away. Um, But it's when you're functioning and then someone has you eliminate, it's hard. So what we also work on the mindset as well. So what are the things that are blocking you from taking this step that's such a short period of time that can help you live a long life, much more healthy, no more uh, crash diets, no more fat diets, you know, not thinking about what's the newest thing that's going on. You know that you can go anywhere you want, eat pretty much whatever you want, actually eat what you want, but know when to control it. So you still have the cake at the birthday party, but not bring the rest of the cake home and eat it at midnight kind of thing. So working on the mindset to get folks ready for the elimination diet and to make this lifelong strong part of the work that I do as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the mindset issues that comes about is, well, I don't want to try that because then if I find out I'm sensitive to dairy, I can never have dairy again. And I'm like, okay, right now you might be sensitive to dairy and you're having dairy again and yeah. you're still alive. So the only difference would be that you can see the different effects and then you can decide to what extent you want to act on them. Like, I'm not forcing you. There's no decree. Now that you've done an elimination diet, every time you eat dairy, you're going to be struck by lightning. (laughs) And it's so funny because the same conversation, you know, just like this, the same thing came up. I was recording with Dalma Vasquez yesterday, (laughs) who's fantastic. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's like she's like a superstar um and it, it was just like like those obstacles those internal obstacles where people just don't want to try it yeah and like you said you don't have to give up things forever but for for example i know what dairy does to my body but every once in a while I'll, if I have something dairy every once in a while, small amount, it doesn't bother me. But if I eat a large quantity, it will. So I actually have a, a rhythm with supplements. I don't recommend anyone do that. But I know what I need to do if I'm going to do that. So maybe that's once every six months, though, versus having, you know, doing it every single night. And things like dairy and sugar and gluten, while everyone's not intolerant to it, while um, everyone doesn't need to stop eating it, it, in excess, it can cause inflammation in your body. And as you already know, inflammation leads to different types of disease, cancer, heart disease, diabetes. We talked about that before about all these small triggers um, or, or limiting what you're putting in your body, if not completely eliminating, limiting, it can help save you long term. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, inflammation, it's like, how can it cause everything? And it's like, no, it's more so this, you know, um, degrading, dangerous state in your body and whatever's your genetic weak link or whatever has become the weak link because of what you've done to your body all those years is going to fall first. Yeah. Like for some people, it's going to be diabetes. For some people, it'll be heart disease. For some, for me, with me with inflammation, it's my lungs. When I was a child, you know, I mean, the doctor, I was, I had to be fed soy formula because I couldn't tolerate dairy. 
And then when I was about two years old, the doctor instructed my mother to start getting me used to dairy by watering it down and then building up. Okay. Um, throughout my entire childhood into early adulthood, I had severe, more severe when I was younger, but severe asthma and allergies. And then you have the asthma and, you know, because people are scared, you're going to have an asthma attack. No, no, no. Don't take it easy. Take it easy. Don't run too much. Don't do too much of that, you know? And it's like complete opposite of what I needed to do for my body. Right. And like, you know, that's, and so for me, when I cheat, like, uh, you know, just recently, Eric and I went on a road trip for the holidays and it was in mostly rural areas. Like, and so where are we eating? Applebee's, Friendly's, you know, like, you know, the first place I feel it when I have a more inflammatory lifestyle is in my lungs. Other people, it'll be their heart. Other people, you know, or the whole cardiovascular system to be more precise. Other people, it'll be diabetes. Other people, it'll be something else. But, you know, the the mental aspect of it. But, you know, like, yes, inflammation. (laughs) But see, you recognize that. So I know mine is good. I like, I know that, you know, things will start going on and rumbling down there that you don't want to happen. (laughs) Uh, But it's because we've learned what we needed to do with our bodies. We've learned how, what triggers it. If we're, and then we have to mentally say, okay, are we willing to tolerate it for this short period of time? But a lot of people have diabetes or heart disease and say, oh, it's hereditary. And well, type two diabetes, oh, it's just hereditary. And I just have to live with it. You do not have to live with type two diabetes. My um, stepdad has type two diabetes in my entire life. He's been on medicine. We finally convinced him for like a four, it was a four or five month span of time to stop eating meat and dairy. And he, his doctors were like, weirded out. They're like, what are you doing? What's going on? Like he was coming off his medicine. Now he started back and all his medicine went back up. So that very clearly tells you, you know, 30 plus years being on this medicine, you can slowly start to come out just by changing the way you eat. So food is wonderful. I'm, I love food, but the wrong type of food and in excess can really harm your body. Absolutely. And I think you know, that's another mental obstacle because yeah. food is a pleasure. And, you know, I grew up in an Italian, Puerto Rican household. Like food is love. Food yeah. is how you deal with grief. Like you're happy, you eat. You're sad, you eat. You're with people, you eat. You're alone, well, that's kind of depressing. So you eat. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, that's, and, and how many of us, you know, like, just American culture in general to appease a baby. What did our parents do? They gave us a snack, some food or some sweets. Oh, you did good in school. Let's go out for ice cream. And so that psychological part is really hard to get over. And I'm not going to pretend I'm completely over it. Right. Like that's still like, I'll crave comfort foods. Sometimes I'll give in and like do some emotional eating. But at the same time, I think that a lot of times it's, there's this idea that how hard it is at the beginning is going to be how hard it is forever when actually your tastes and your cravings change over time. And there are specific things you can do to help that process along, especially biological cravings are super easy. Like, you know, like those, you just, you test a couple of things. And once you figure it out, it's just like, there you go. You're, you're done. The psychological cravings, those can take a, you know, like eating at the certain time every day, those can take a few days, but your body just kind of adjusts like, all right, I'm not going to release that hormone at that time. Right. It's those emotional ones, man. 
But even those, there are things you can do to help, even if they don't totally go away. But like, so imagine that you get rid of the biological cravings, you get rid of the, you know, psychological cravings, which in this case, I usually just talk about those as like the, you know, oh, I smell food. And so I want to eat, I see a billboard of a burger. So I want to eat, I eat at this time every day, like, like those cues. And then you're just left with the emotional cravings, which you can also reduce. Yeah. There's a switch with, um, uh, as you were saying, the biological cravings, the the way that your and I think you mentioned that the way that your palate receives the food now, mm-hmm. like I I would put like three tablespoons in a glass of lemonade or <laughs> a glass of tea, and now I I don't put anything in tea. I can make lemon water, which is my fake version of lemonade, and not need anything in it, and I can now taste the lemon. I can now taste the you know the lavender or the chamomile in the tea. Your entire palate begins to change and you start to enjoy food at a different level because you can actually taste it. It's not being your tongue isn't coated with all of the sugar and the dairy and so forth. Yeah. And mm-hmm. even just a tongue scraper can help. Like I, that was one of the things where, you know, I was like, come on, like, is that really going to be noticeable? Will I actually feel some sort of difference? And I mean, it took probably like a month or two, but I definitely started to taste food differently when I started using a tongue scraper every day. Yeah. 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 You're right. I haven't done that in a long time. (laughs) Someone did tell me about that when I first like started this journey. So yeah, I haven't done that one in a long time. But it did. It makes a difference. Yeah. And they're like a couple bucks at a drugstore. You know, it's just brush your teeth and like like a couple times and there it takes literally like five seconds. And, you know, those, you know, there are there are there are tricks. It can be so intimidating and I get it, you know, and like I still have my own internal obstacles with certain things, you know, but it's not like to get to high levels of health and vibrancy. It's not. It's not going to feel like people imagine in their heads a lot of time, you know? I know. I agree with that. I agree with that. (laughs) Yep. I mean, you know, more than most with the women you work with and I mean, that's one thing we share. We work with people in tough, tough situations. Yeah. And, and with um, limited time for themselves, very stressful situations too. So that's why I think it's so important that we've talked a couple of times and I remember our, one of our conversations was around like, you, I mentioned journaling, you're like, how are you having people journal? They don't have time for that. And I'm like, I know, right? I'm like, no, you need to journal. But what we've <laughs> done is come up with um, any act that I ask someone to do that's going to help them ultimately, I break it up in super, super minute chunks. Mm -hmm. So for journaling, it's uh, you start off one word, you can write it down, you can say it in your head, whatever you need. And once you start to like consistently do that, you yourself, I don't even have to tell people, they will just start, oh, I was like a sentence, a paragraph. Oh, I discovered X, Y, Z about myself now because I started journaling. I'm like, you started journaling. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like building those skills, even from something that takes a few seconds to even five minutes a day. Those are all um, things that can actually make changes with the way that you think and then you act and you start to react for your body. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and there are different formats, you know, sometimes there can be a benefit to the paper and pencil long form way of journaling. 
And, you know, even if that's what somebody is striving for, you can start with something else. You can start with a vlog. You can start, you know what I mean? Like, you know, start where you can and it just kind of goes there. But I mean, what you said about the self-discovery is absolutely true and training your brain, you know, like we're very accustomed to the idea that, you know, when you repeat certain movement patterns, your body changes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people abstractly understand that if you repeat mental habits, your mind changes. But for some reason, it just feels like those things that actually make a big difference are too simple to be that effective. You know what right, I mean? Right. But they are. They're so I know. <laughs> yeah, just saying I am great versus I suck. <laughs> like, like, you know, if you're, if you're over and over, because think, I was having a conversation with someone and we were talking about people whose children grow up to be quote unquote bad, or, you know, they get on drugs or whatever. And then the parent says, I told you Johnny was going to end up on drugs and be just like your dad or just like your uncle. I told you Johnny wasn't going to. Well, that's why Johnny was like that because every day his entire life, you said, Johnny, you are going to be bad. Johnny, you are going to. So that message carries forth. So I I clearly understood that when my kids were younger, because I I brainwashed all three of my kids into, well, except for the last one, because he's a little little strong-willed, into the careers that I wanted them to have. So like my oldest son was always good in math and art. I'm like, you will be an architect. You know, I put him in front of our friends that were architects, in front of uh, nature, so forth. So he ended up being, he's a landscape architect. Middle son, uh, you are, you know, should be public relations. You're good at design. He's a designer now. So the youngest, it's 10 years apart. And he, um, he knew my tricks. So I was like, attorney, 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 because he could debate me down at like five years old. I'm like, Oh, maybe you are right. (laughs) So I I tried to talk him into being an attorney, but he's in real estate. I'm like, technically, you have to know the law. So I still want (laughs) just that versus, you know, what? like we were saying, those small things, the conversations that you have with yourself, I am enough versus I am not enough. If you say that enough to yourself, that's exactly what you can become. And that's what I try to teach folks um, to start small, start with some small uh, mantras about what yourself and how great you are. If you're divorced and you're raising children on your own, you alone now have superpowers. You're like, you. that's a very, very, very difficult job. So saying that to yourself and recognizing and respecting the fact that you are doing something great, it helps you in the long run. Absolutely. And you literally, you know, remake your neural pathways because you're bombarded constantly with just an un- countable amount of stimuli (laughs) and your brain has the job of filtering out which ones to bring to your conscious awareness and how does it do that based on what it decides is most relevant based on how strong certain connections are based on how strong or how how often things have been repeated for you what was the intensity of the emotional experience associated with that event and so if you keep repeating something repeating something repeating something it like trains your brain to activate that pathway sooner and activate it 
more quickly and activate it more often when other stuff comes up. And so it's just like, for some people, like if you don't believe what the affirmation is, start with something you can, you know, it's just like, if you don't believe I am great, think of something you do believe. Like, you know, I am no worse than anybody else. Right. <laughs> and start there. And eventually you can move on, you know, like, um, you know, affirmations are, are probably one of the techniques that I struggle with the most, but I still know which way they work for me. And I still know sometimes I'm like, I've been slacking, got to put them on my bathroom mirror again. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Did you have the whiteboard markers on the mirror? No, I have stickies, little stickies with like, I don't know scriptures or affirmations or quotes on there. And especially the time when I was sick, I had for the two years, I had them all around my mirror and I would say them all the time. So I call my protocol, the mind body business, because you have to work on all of that mindset stuff before you can work on your body to make your business, whether your business be you know, managing your home or managing outside of the home better. Um, what we found is that our clients have, my clients have gotten off. Um, one lady has done a step down on the anxiety medicine that she's on. So just by changing mindset, changing her nutrition, she's coming off of, of that um, anxiety medicine, which to me is like huge because she came in to lose weight, but all these other positive things are happening. Confidence is being raised. She's having those bold conversations at work. Another lady just told me about um, how she's visibly seeing the inflammation and the, the weight go off of her body. And it's just after doing portions of the protocol. So she's just like two weeks in. So it, it's a really, really rewarding to be able to have those types of conversations with people and know that they're getting to that next level with, with the help and support that they need and deserve. Yeah. I mean, it's so powerful. Like you yeah. said, like your program is so strong that you can just do a small part of it and your life changes. And yeah. that's really what quality programs should be, you know, like, unfortunately, like I know there's a lot of clickbait out there. Um, and then there are people who are the real deal like you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate of course. That. Um, you as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um, yeah, super busy mommy coach in action right here. <laughs> So I know you also have a unique approach to adjusting your regimen based on your cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool as well. So we look at um, part of the work that I do is have folks look at the four different phases of their cycle and we, they do the charting. And then based on the charting, I help them come up with a plan that they can use for those different times of their cycle. So based on what phase you're in, so let's say if you're in the follicular cycle, um, whether estrogen increases, that during that time, I make sure that they're getting more iron, more B12, more C. That's also the time where they're super focused and they have a high level of energy. So I'm like, okay, if you're scheduling or blocking out your calendar, this is the time where you're going to have all that energy. You need to be brainstorming and doing pup, um, lectures and presentations. If you have that flexibility, schedule it out this week. And I also um, talk to them about how to exercise based on the phase. So if they're in the follicular cycle, their exercise should be lower impact. A lot of women will say, I'm eating low calorie and I'm exercising really hard, but I'm still not losing the weight. Well, what my clients walk away, it's more than likely they're going to be eating more food because I want to make sure that their metabolism stays steady and they're eating all throughout the day. And they're also going to potentially exercise less than they normally 
did because high impact exercise every single day or four or five days a week does not work for everyone's body. And it may work differently during different phases of their cycle. So we work on all of that as well. Yeah. And it makes sense because you are working with executive women who have that type of freedom and autonomy. And so you help them to maximize the nature of their job to to fit their health, to fit their lifestyle, but also then to maximize their job, you know? <laughs> exactly. So I have one lady who has decided that um, based on her cycle, she is not, she's that week, she is going to work from home at least two to three days because she knows that week is usually that and I don't want to be here. All these people are getting on my nerves kind of thing. So working from home, she's found that it just makes it a lot easier. She is, she can be more relaxed. She can still get her work done. She can focus because that's the time where she needs to have more focus. She does have that advantage. Not everyone has that advantage once she owns the company. So <laughs> not everyone has that advantage, but when you do and being able to work differently and think differently, act, react, eat, exercise differently, that becomes a superpower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, even people who can't necessarily control that in their jobs can sometimes compensate outside of work, you know, Um, I could imagine, I know for myself, there's a certain time where I'm just like, you know what, it makes sense for me to cut out my nighttime meditation because it won't be productive anyway. I'm just going to sit there and fidget and my mind's going to go crazy and I need to get more sleep instead. And it's a predictable three days. Smart that you know that because I'll be honest, even with myself until all of this happened, like I knew, but I didn't, I never charted. I never knew like, you know, how to plan and set everything up for that. It would just kind of surprise me. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's that time. And oh, I'm going to be grumpy. 50 years, I could have been using that so much differently and using those different phases to make sure that I was accomplishing things. Because I'm always like, why do I want to paint the house one week out of the month? (laughs) 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 And then when that week was coming, so I was caught off guard, I could have used that good week that was coming for something else. So that (laughs) that knowledge is powerful. Yes. In a relationship, it's like, why do I always have those couple days where I want to break up with this person every month? I've learned to just ignore it. Why? So that, so it's funny you say that because uh, I get my, my children are adults. So my oldest is 30. He's having a baby in a couple of weeks. The oh, little, yay. I, I'm telling everyone like your oldest is 30. You look like yes. you're 30. <laughs> Clearly your program works well. <laughs> yes, my program works <laughs> already. Um, but so I had those conversations with them. So I'm super close with my boys. So like, okay, this is what's going on right now. It's not about you. You need to now step up, do your part. It'll be over in a couple of days. They're, she's not mad at you. She's not, your wife's not upset with you. She doesn't hate you. She may say that she does. She really doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's just hormones that are reacting. And I think that um, talking to our sons, talking about uh, to our partners about that and being able to have those conversations can make that uh, transition, that period a lot smoother for, for women, for the entire family. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and also if you know to expect it, you can plan in advance from a clear mental state, you know, like, you know, Oh, when I get that first thought, 
here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just, it's so much better. Like, you know what? I feel it coming on. I, I'm feeling that agitation for no reason. I know it's about to happen. I'm going to just let my part. He's like, you know what? Don't worry. Like if you need to work late, work late. <laughs> work late. <laughs> it, not, and that can look, that aligns with um, the way to meal prep too, because usually I say, you know, meal prep two days a week. But if you know that that's coming, you want to make sure that you have some really good nutritious snacks on hand, you know, something a little salty or sweet, whatever your, your mm-hmm. job is, um, but a good salty or a good sweet, because that can help you as well. And that can help um, alleviate some of the tension and the anxiety that you may be feeling, making sure that your um, nutrients are on point during that time as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said having ones that are actually satisfying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you need to have that. Totally. You know, like they exist, like healthy, satisfying treats. I fool people all the time making things that are healthy and then you'll see kids digging into it, not having any clue. So it's possible. <laughs> it is, it is. I wanted some uh, hot chocolate last night. I'm like, okay, I have a package or I could figure out how to make it on my own. So I did dates, banana, oh, half a banana, some cacao. And what else did I put in there? Yeah. Oh, hemp, hemp milk, hemp seed milk. Mm. This was better than a package, you know, and it was sweet, but it was good for me and can't still can't drink that every night. But it was just like you said, it's an alternative that can easily fool a kid. (laughs) You know, dates are so sweet. Yeah, you yeah. can't even tell it's not sugar. Like I um, you know, my son and I, he um decided he wanted to have his own business and open up a bakery. <laughs> so over the summer, he would go every couple of days. He would go out and like you know sell cookie dough and brownie dough bites. But what were they made of? They were made. There was no added sugar. It was dates and pumpkin seeds because you know a lot of the kids gluten free or whatnot. So you know dates, pumpkin seeds instead of nuts. Um, you know some gluten free oat flour. Oats are so sweet. Like a lot of people when they try to go whole grain, they go for whole wheat, which, you know, um, for a lot of people, the gluten is harsh for their bodies anyway. So gluten-free oat flour is such a sweet alternative. And especially for anything like, like cinnamon or like apple or pumpkin, it actually tastes better like people and like it's not just me the health foodie it's like the small sweet tooth kid in me who used to like love pixie sticks enjoys this (laughs) (laughs) pixie sticks who thought that was a good idea Yeah. Are we dating ourselves? Do those still exist? Are. <laughs> I've not seen one in a long time. But mm. Well, you know, if anything made me feel old, it was this, um, it was this post that people are sharing around where it's like a guy pulls up to curbside pickup, you know, gets like a bottle of wine and he's like, oh, do you need me to take my ID out? And they're like, oh no, I can see the one. And they're like the one He's like, yeah, I can see the one in your birth year. <laughs> <laughs> right I was like oh wow yeah I have a one I have a a one and (laughs) that's all you need now if you have a one you're old enough to drink (laughs) yeah oh my goodness 
Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. (laughs) But yeah, you're right. There's tons of alternatives and tons of ways of keeping yourself happy and satisfied. Absolutely. And it's so much experimentation. Like I feel like most people's exposure is to have a healthier, quote unquote, healthier version of whatever they're used to eating. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've had any success with that, but like personally, that doesn't work for me. And usually I don't like it hasn't worked for my clients so well either. It's like, you know, in some cases maybe, but like if someone's craving a burger and it's like, oh, we're going to give you veggie burger. It's like, then (laughs) no, but it's, someone's craving a burger, but they also like, you know, maybe like Thai food or something like something totally different is like, you know, I think um, experimenting and finding recipes sometimes, you know, like can make all the difference. Like before Mm -hmm. you start making the change, like if this is a lifelong thing, if you make it now, or if you make it two months from now, for Mm -hmm. most people, isn't going to be a life changing difference. But meanwhile, in those two months, you can like experiment with recipes, have backups on hand, you know, like, not be a hundred percent with everything as like you can find these recipes and especially get yourself a coach or a a nutritionist or whatever who knows the tricks because it can make it so much easier so many people suffer through these things and then they're eating like you know kale and whole grain toast for three meals a day and you're just like oh (laughs) there's So just eliminate the meat, like eat whatever you ate before. And that's all you're doing is pulling the meat out, but it becomes so overwhelming to people. I have one client and that is, um, Honestly, what I think the biggest benefit for her is she doesn't she doesn't have to think about it because she she's wanted to be a vegan for so long. But it was the you know, I'm tired of eating a salad every day. Five days of breakfast, lunch and dinner. And it's all like different stuff. I match whatever she has in her refrigerator. It's all customized just for her. And that's made her stick to the plan because now she's like, oh, wait, I don't have to eat salad or a Buddha bowl every day. <laughs> I, I can eat really good, healthy foods. And there's really tons of great alternatives. And something you've mentioned twice tonight is about not being 100%. I think that's really, really important because when I was sick, I went 100% and it made me sick in a different way. Like I lost so much weight. I was probably like 10 pounds smaller than I am now. I lost so much weight because I'm like, okay, if I eat anything, I'm going to get sick again. And what I should have done was uh, balance. So I always tell folks, you know, you, if you're 80, 85% of the way doing what you need to do, then you are still going to live a very, very healthy lifestyle. And you have to balance because you can be too healthy um, and, and strip things out of your body. And that makes it just as bad as being too unhealthy. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I love that you brought that up because, you know, there are many factors to consider in life. Yeah. And you know, I think you explained it exactly well, like the person who, and I'm not saying everybody, some people are in a situation where they can be a hundred percent on point. I've seen people who are in the situation where that just works well for them and they can do that and be in a healthy place in their life overall. Whereas for some people in order to do that hundred percent of the time, like think about how dogmatic they'd have to be and what they might be neglecting in order to do that. 
And sometimes it can be completely unhealthy in a different way, whether, you know, they're losing sleep or they're completely like avoiding social contact because, well, if I go to that social event, I won't be able to precisely measure the calories I'm having or, you know, like I'm not sure how many grams of magnesium are in that brand that they use in that restaurant. So it's like, you know, like it could be negative in a, in a different way. And also it can be out of self-loathing instead of out of self-love. Like how many people do you know who start off and they're like, you know, I'm here because I hate my body. I hate myself. And so I need to become someone else. And it's like, you know, the most beautiful thing is to be able to get to the point where you're like, you know what, I'm doing this because I love myself and I love my body and I want to take good care of myself and my body, you know? Yeah. That's when it's rewarding. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there's one thing I, I, I'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, for anyone who's listening, who is a divorced executive women, you probably help your clients have a lot of the same epiphanies, you know, um, a lot of um, maybe things that they didn't expect to gain by going to you um, and they're surprised by, but you probably see it happen over and over, like some kind of trends or types of changes. And I was wondering if maybe you could bring up some of the more surprising ones that people might not expect from working with you. Yeah. So I, again, most people automatically think about the weight and, okay, that's why I need a coach. I need someone to help me get to a certain weight, but sleep, increased sleep. Um, They're sleeping more soundly when they, they don't need a nap. They don't feel like they need to wake up and go right back to sleep. Um, The craving for caffeine, the craving for sugar. Um, As I said, the one client, um, a decrease in the anxiety medicine that she's taking. All of that stuff are things that people um, automatically are are seeing as they're working with me. And that becomes so rewarding. The more confidence, able to have those, those bolder conversations with people. Those are the things that people start to see. Um, And then sometimes it's a lot of the unexplained stuff you didn't know that was going on. Oh, wait, I didn't realize every time I ate something, I did get a rapid heart or something like that. All of that starts to stop once you start to get the nutrition under control and you have someone there who's helping you walk through it and, and to help you get onto that. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> that's amazing. It's like, you know, people come cause they're like, I'm fat. And then, right, then all right. of a sudden, like the thought process just a month or two later yeah, is completely yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally different. That you stop worrying about the weight and it just happens. And then you start thinking about all the other things. So I had a lady who uh, couldn't come up with a mantra at all. She's like, I am, but she couldn't figure it out. She, she gave me like three. That was her homework. And by the time we had a five minute conversation, she had like 20 because she didn't think about, you know, I'm a really good employee. Like I really manage people. Well, I really respect other people. I try to do X, Y, Z for people. I'm a good leader. Like all those things that we often don't think about ourselves. I try to help people pull those out as well. And then that also helps them with the trajectory of their, their um, nutrition path. Such a wonderful quality to have, to be able to see that in people and bring it to their attention. Yeah. It's at, that's the most rewarding part of doing this for me. Yeah. That's amazing. So you really do help divorced women find their superpowers. (laughs) You identify them. (laughs) With some X-Men genetic testing and, you know. (laughs) All that other stuff too. 
Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sure there are people who are listening who are like, I need to work with this woman. So can you give us an idea of, you know, what, what do you like, is it one-on-one? Do you have programs? Do you have a book they can buy? And how do people get in touch with you, learn more about you, sign up? So you can, I work uh, strictly one-on-one right now. I'm in the process of developing a group um, sessions, but the group sessions will be based employer-based. So I'll go into businesses and work with groups there. So currently it's one-on-one. We work together for six months and anyone can find, um, book a call with me and we'll go through, a, we'll have a 60 minute conversation, um, b- making sure that I'm the right fit for you. Or if I need to maybe refer you off to someone, if that's the case too, I want to do whatever it works best for you. So they can go to my website. It's Lee and Ollie, L-E-I-G-H and Ollie, O-L-L-I-E.com. And they can um, book a call with me. Or you can also follow me on Facebook, Lee and Ollie or Instagram, Lee and Ollie as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us. Really appreciate having you, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Eric, for having me in your home. (laughs) He's like, I'm in charge here. I know. (laughs) Yeah. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Badass Moms podcast brought to you by the Holistic Therapies Directory. Um, Again, I'm Nicole Cruz, and you can find me at Super Busy Mommy Coach on Facebook and Instagram. Please shoot me messages. I love answering your questions and connecting. Um, And if you're interested in signing up for the Fight It, Don't Fear It Challenge, learning the habits to stay healthy and strong and manage any crisis with strength, go to superbusymommycoach.com and click on the programs tab. (laughs) Eric, you want to say bye? Bye. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to Badass Moms. Join us again and get your badass on. 